This is I Doubt It with Dollamore, with hosts Jesse Dollamore and Brittany Page, a podcast dedicated to free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, but most importantly, a good time. Good morning or afternoon or evening, whenever you happen to be listening to the show. This is episode 64 of I Doubt It with Dollamore. I am the aforementioned Jesse Dollamore. And sitting across from me, rolling her eyes, rolling her eyes as if she's trying to break her own neck, is my lovely co-host, Brittany Page. That didn't make any sense at all. It made a lot of sense. No, it absolutely did not. Well, when you rolled your eyes like that, I thought you might hurt yourself. That's mm. why I said that. Mm. Rolling of the eyes directly correlates with a breaking of the neck, apparently. Well, I thought that it would create some type of centrifugal force mm. that would send your head flinging back mm. and ultimately breaking your tiny little pencil neck. Science. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. We got a lot ahead of us, as Brittany loves when I say. I don't know why you hate it when I say that, because oftentimes a lot has gone on in the three or so days between shows. Yeah, we know that because you say it every time. So it doesn't <laughs> need to be said every time is my general point. Well, at the top of Conan every time says, oh, we got a great show for you. I know. They and it's dumb. That. And it's dumb. I hate it. It drives me insane. That's why I will call you Conan sometimes. It's fucking filler. It's called filler. Right. Well, no one likes filler. I am a professional broadcaster. Right. Brittany Page. I know you are. And sometimes little things like that need to be done to make the audience feel good mm. about what is to come. Right. Yeah. Plant that seed of hope for a good show. How's that tasty drink you got there in front of you? It's pretty good. Is it, uh, obviously it hasn't met the expiration date. Mm. Otherwise, you probably wouldn't be drinking it. Mm. <laughs> you right. like how I subtlety, the subtlety with which I shit on you? No, I don't. You don't like no, it? No, I don't appreciate it very much. But... I should explain to the audience that you are, I think, a weirdo when it comes to food and expiration dates. It's really not even weirdo. You're just very incongruent about right. it. Yeah. Well, like, well, it's very nonsensical. It's <laughs> because I'm very weird about certain things that have expired or are going to expire. But then other things like for a eggs, for instance, I had no idea that eggs had an expiration date until probably a month ago. Yeah. I, it was a couple years ago for me. And. It's weird because I, well, you know me, I don't really fucking care. I'm, you're the type that you won't drink milk if it's three days prior to the, to the sell by date. And that's not necessarily true. It depends on the smell. Right. If it's and the three, brand. If it's th right. See, you're not making a case, <laughs> the, the case for yourself that you think you are. I, on the other hand, I'll drink milk if it's three days or four days past the date. I don't... It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's not disgusting. No, it is disgusting. If it's rotten, you shouldn't be drinking it. That is correct. I agree with that. There's some... If, no, no, no. You can't just glaze by. If it is rotten, you should not be drinking that. I agree. Right. And I have smelled milk, and then you have drank the milk that I smelled, and it was rotten. And then how sick did I get? That's not important. <laughs> That is not pertinent to this conversation at all. Right, right. You're, you're, well, there are ways that I think I am a little overboard. Like if I, if I'm eating my d delicious Taco Bell or whatever, I'm just thinking of any time I've ever had a hair in my food. Ooh. I, Ooh. I'll pull out the hair and mm. slog on. I'll just all continue right. chowing down That's on enough. my delicious, delicious treat. That's disgusting. That, that's seriously, that's, and uh, here's the thing. I know it's illogical because a hair being in your food, they've done studies on it. It doesn't contribute to any kind of bacteria being in your food. It won't make you sick. It's harmful. I mean, it's harmless. Right. 
It's just grody. It's gross. So you you mistakenly project and think that it's harmful to your body to eat well, it. Well, it's listen. I I don't think that it's odd for someone to be grossed out by a hair in their food. If if you found a fingernail in your hair, it's probably less damaging than a hair, but it's grosser. You mean if you found a fingernail in your food? Yeah, I'm sorry. Okay. A fingernail. If I found a fingernail in my hair, well, that would be Wednesday. <laughs> uh, yikes. It's weird that I have this this perception of different food items that I won't eat because growing up, that did not matter. We would be like, Mom, is this still good? She's like, oh, yeah, that lasts forever. You can eat it for months that after. It never expires. Yeah, I'm like, that's not true. That's cottage cheese, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> It's already halfway there. Yeah, that was milk. <laughs> now it's not. It's curdled and cottaged for a reason. Right. It's spoiling. That is gross. <laughs> yeah, we didn't. Uh, I don't remember ever having any issues with making us eat things that shouldn't have been, that should have been ditched a long time ago. But I, I don't know what caused me to be so. Flippant. Easy going, yeah, about about eating shit, whether it be on the floor I know. or... Don't talk about all of it. You know what? Here's also... I'm going to make you look bad right now, because if you're already doing it for yourself, <laughs> Bring but it on. Bring I'm going to make you look worse. I recently told Jesse about a situation that I was in where I witnessed several different people in my vicinity sneeze oh, directly into their you're, hands. You're going to make me look bad here. Right. Okay, go ahead. And I didn't know you were going here, but that's awesome. I'm so glad you went here. Obviously, sneezing into your hand or coughing into your hand is something that spreads disease. No, the, hang on. The no, CDC... no, God damn it. You're, now you're fucking, you're skewing the argument in your favor. This is what happened. You have a friend who also shares this belief. You saw someone in class or something. I saw multiple people. Sneeze into their hands and you were utterly disgusted by them. Right, it's How disgusting. How dare they sneeze into their hand? And I... Am I not painting this picture? Because I, no, well, I you clearly went, agree no, you with started, all of this. You started going into the, the CDC and the studies, which I was surprised by. But So, I w listen, I, I want the audience to have an understanding <laughs> of what you're saying. I don't think the audience, and we should do a poll, maybe we need to do another poll... That you'll talk to friends with at the end and have them vote your way to break the tie. But I don't think normal people, average people, regular run-of-the-mill people think that it's disgusting to sneeze into your hand. Yeah, well, the regular run-of-the-mill person is an idiot. <laughs> and that's why you have the spread of diseases and the flu gets spread around during these months because people cough into their hands, they sneeze into their hands, and then they touch all the surfaces in a work environment or in a school right, environment. Right. And that's how diseases spread. And it was shocking to me that you weren't aware that this is something that you shouldn't do because on the CDC guidelines for the flu and other diseases, it says you need to sneeze or cough into your arm. And that's or your elbow. That's, I, I was surprised by that. Now listen, I'm not I'm not one who's too prideful to say that's new information. Fuck that. I'm going to stick with what I thought. I'm I'm trying to break the habit of sneezing. I typically do the marine sneeze. Uh, Jesse was a marine. Everybody. <laughs> where what I, is a marine sneeze? You know the silent thing where I just oh right and I sneeze because you don't want to give away your position mm. by a crazy sneeze. So yeah. you, you sneeze silently. Yeah, and deadly. Yeah. Silent and deadly. Right. So I'm trying to change my my habit of sneezing or coughing into my hand and, you know, trying to reach over and do it onto my arm or something. Good. That's but, the right way to do it. Well, it's the normal. Listen, it's what you should do if you get presented with new information. So that's new for me. I'm going to try to do that. All right. We'll move on. And, well, no, I would like to also note that I have been told that that's the right way to sneeze and cough since I was in elementary school. People yeah. would like come in and give presentations on how not to spread disease and how not to be a gross human being. And that was did one you, of the main did criteria. Did you go to school? Did you go to elementary school in West Africa or something? <laughs> because I, no, I don't remember having I these, didn't go there. these classes of how not to spread disease. Who, who, uh, it was just really a sophisticated elementary school. Was it Jocelyn Elders, <laughs> the, 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 uh, Surgeon General of the United States? 
No. Or the 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 chief of the the Centers for Disease Control. No. Just who was it? Just someone really intelligent the and not gross. Nurse. Yeah. <laughs> someone who really had it together and enabled me to judge people for the yeah. rest of my life. Well, speaking of people who have it together and allow me to judge them for the rest of my life, Reza Aslan, everybody, we're not going to belabor this topic, but I do want to say that he tweeted just a day or two after our last episode in an argument with someone on Twitter, because that is what his want to do, and he dropped the line, I am a scholar. He dropped the very thing we were making fun of him for. It could have been a hashtag. It's almost as though he listened to the show <laughs> and wanted to participate in making fun of himself. Right. It is pretty embarrassing. He said, I guess folks doing hashtag an apostate's experience think that I, a Sufi scholar of comp religions... Yeah, comparative religion. Yeah, right. and then I think, I can't see the full tweet right now because I retweeted it, but I think he goes on to say, and married to a Christian woman, yeah, and yeah, kind yeah. of, but anyway, the point is he called himself a scholar again. Again, right. He continuously refers to himself as a scholar. Does he wake up in the morning and kind of recite it in the mirror every morning when he looks at himself? There's probably a post-it with it written, so he's looking at it as he brushes his teeth. You are a scholar. Right. He, he has those motivational, like, quit smoking tapes that he plays. Yeah. You are good <laughs> and scholarly <laughs> and smart. You have 10 degrees. Yeah. You are a professor with a doctorate in religion. When he wakes up and then he just realizes that he teaches creative writing. It's good. Yeah. So... Thanks for that, Reza. We appreciate the <laughs> promotion of the show. That's awesome. Staying on topic, uh, we have a listener voicemail related to related to the same issue. Hi, Jesse and Brittany. Just listening to uh, you guys talk about the Sam Harris Ben Affleck uh, thing on the Bill Maher show. Uh, having been raised, you know, highly neoconservative. And then at, you know, mid-twenties, kicking back against that as hard as humanly possible. I do see the, uh, I can recognize in myself the, like, this weird desire to not criticize Islam. While I recognize that it's complete batshit crazy, uh, for some reason, having grown up hyper-conservative Christian, uh, I, I almost want to defend it in a way to show that Christianity is deeply weird in, in a lot of, uh, and not weird, that's, that's a whitewashing of it, fucking nuts, uh, in some aspects. Um, yeah, but uh, for some reason, me, me turning, you know, Mr. Moderate, maybe Moderate Left, uh, that I just have this, maybe because they're kind of underdogs in this country, and for American modelists, or I'm sorry, American moderate uh, Muslims uh, who are, you know, especially their kids who were born here who would identify themselves as part of our country, they have every right to uh, to practice their faith. And uh, seeing that maybe it's uh, me trying to stand up for them uh, in this country, but certainly Muslim doctrine and Islamists around the world uh, need to be at at least reined in, if not, you know, dealt with, uh, however that makes sense to do. Anyways, guys, yeah, definitely an interesting topic because I can recognize some of that desire to avoid criticism uh, in myself, even as I can rationally think about it and realize that it's uh, worthy of criticism. It's very interesting, and thank you for the call caller um it's very very interesting that you know i can identify because i went through some of those same things and it, it kind of creates a weird barrier that i have to get over because gr having grown up christian and i've long since shed the vestiges of of christianity and those beliefs like it, it took me a while i think i've talked about this on the show it took me a while to to fully come to grips with the fact that being gay was something that you're born. It's not evil. It's not unnatural. It's not, 
even after I left the church, I clung to those because that's just what I believed. And until I really self-examined and got to the bottom of why and how and understanding science and actual data, you know, it it took me a while to to shed that. But the fact of the matter here is, you know, like Sam Harris said, Islam is the mother load of bad ideas. And this is about ideas, not the people. The, The people absolutely have a right to practice whatever religion they want. But the doctrines within Islam are pernicious. They're dangerous. Right. And he actually said something good today that I heard where he said that people grade Islam or Sam Harris, Harris, (laughs) that people grade Islam on a curve. Yeah, they do. And I thought that was a really interesting way of framing the argument when it should everyone is on the same playing field. You don't need to, you know, ascribe different standards standards for them. Yeah. 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 And and so it's it's just kind of weird if you're. If you're out there and you want to watch a great interview with Sam Harris that just happened, he was on with Don Lemon from CNN, and goddamn, he got treated even-handedly, like Don Lemon is typically. He's pretty even-handed, um, and it was a great interview. He gave, they gave him time. They weren't railroading him. Um, they they really it looked like they wanted him to get his point across rather than have it be fucking crazy crosstalk with some of their stupid guests. It was good. So go out there. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Don Lemon, Sam Harris interview. And uh, have a good time with that. (laughs) So something that's been in the news for a a while and we haven't really talked about it is, I mean, we've made jokes, but we haven't really gone into any depth at all, is Ebola. And it is, it's getting to the point where the media is treating it with a fever pitch where you would think that there are riots and panic in the street. I'm also seeing a lot of people on social media outlets kind of panicking about it, which is really strange. Yeah, yeah. And Well, that's isn't that kind of the the role <laughs> the role of social media? Of social media, right. I guess, yeah, people are, you know, sharing these news articles and freaking out about it and all, you know, afraid to get sick and Yeah. If you're looking for reasoned discourse, Facebook and Twitter is probably not the spot to hit. Yes. <laughs> Unless it's on the I doubt it with Dollamore Facebook page where it's all reasoned. Mm. All all <laughs> rational discussions. We try our best. <laughs> So I guess what I want to do here is I've taken two different clips from news outlets. They both happen to be, in the spirit of full disclosure, from Fox News. So I'm, and also because I don't, I'm not going to be manipulative, I have an agenda here that I want to point out something. There's going to be a little juxtaposition. We're definitely going to juxtapose some views. And these are the reason is is because I I think that the the vast majority of our listening audience probably hates Fox News, and I think some of that hatred, some of that disdain, some of that distrust is is warranted. Here's a clip from the Megan Kelly Show. The chances of an Ebola outbreak here in the United States are extremely low. Well, just days after the president said that, the first Ebola patient arrived undetected on our shores. In the unlikely event that someone with Ebola does reach our shores, we've taken new measures so that we're prepared here at home. Not really. The Ebola patient from Liberia escaped notice at both airports and even at the Dallas hospital where he went to report his Ebola symptoms. Then he was left in his apartment to interact with several others while symptomatic, leaving hundreds of people potentially exposed. Not to worry, we were told. The CDC is familiar with uh, dealing with uh, infectious diseases and and viruses like this. Uh, We know what has to be done and we've got the medical infrastructure to do it. Well, whatever the CDC knows or doesn't know, this Dallas hospital apparently didn't know it or wasn't adequately taught it because now a young nurse has the deadly virus. Today, they tell us no travel ban from West Africa is necessary and that any hospital in the United States can handle Ebola patients if properly trained. Really? So here's what's great. Goddamn, this is so great. It serves my my little agenda so well. First, let's talk about Ebola. Um... Well, actually, let's talk about politics about this. This really does go to show that Fox News 
has an editorial bent toward defaming our president, whom I think is a turd. I think everyone knows I think Obama is a terrible president, one of our worst. Brittany voted for him twice. I I love that when they're talking about Ebola, they have to juxtapose her comments against Obama's comments about Ebola. Like, it's his fault that this, this disease has now made it into the lexicon of the American experience. Right. It, it's not his fucking doing. No, he brought it here. From Kenya. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's his fault. And it's just... They're playing his voice and then talking about Ebola. I believe that they're trying to make a connection between Obama and Ebola, which is disingenuous. It's terrible. I believe something similar happens in the second clip that we're going to play. Oh, yeah? That What you just mentioned. Oh, yeah. Well, it's... it's uh, Where they're trying to equate Ebola with Obama. Right, right. Oh, I don't think that... We'll get to that. And we'll talk about keep that in your mind, audience. What she just said, um, but it's just it's it's strange to me that they're making this. First of all, there there are failings at at uh, Texas Presbyterian Hospital in Dallas, Texas. Why is a lack of training or or them dropping the fucking ball altogether relative to the treatment of this patient? And the protocols to be followed from the CDC. How is that Obama's problem? What's funny about it is conservatives place great emphasis on individual responsibility, right? And mm-hmm. taking care of yourself. But apparently not in this situation. Because it can't be that the nurse didn't take off her her protective gear in the appropriate way. Or didn't follow the protocol that was prescribed. Mm, Obama did it. It must be Obama. I mean, shouldn't she be taking some personal responsibility? Isn't that what they should be advocating? Yes. Well, I mean, I don't know in this case because she does have an obligation under her job in the Hippocratic Oath, although she's just a nurse. It, it's difficult. It's certainly not. It's Obama's problem. It's Obama's fault. Obama, Obama. That is clearly not what's at stake or what, not what's at at issue here. Well, and I mean, what I was trying to get at, it might not be her fault. I get that. But But that's what they always talk about. That's their mantra. But someone should be taking personal responsibility. If the CDC has not prescribed accurate protocol for people to follow and that's what the problem is then right. someone at the cdc needs to take personal responsibility for not giving the appropriate protocol that's yeah. not obama's job he's not a doctor he doesn't know anything about medicine he doesn't right. know anything about diseases he barely knows anything about being president i mean you can't really hold him to the medical stuff that's not his role <laughs> so yeah so just a few hours earlier though and i didn't vote for him twice just a few hours earlier, though. Okay, well, we liked information to be accurate on the show. I'm glad you corrected the record. Just a few hours earlier on the same network. I wish I could call him friend of the show. Goddamn, that would be so great. Wouldn't it be awesome to have Shep Smith come on and just talk about anything? We could talk about what foods he likes, and it would make for a wonderful show. Yes, that is factual. I fucking love that guy. Anyway... Just a few hours earlier on Shep Smith's show, this happened. HHS has Sylvia Burwell and also Dr. Tom Frieden of the Centers for Disease Control admitted that this latest healthcare worker in Texas to come down with the virus flew the day before she was admitted to the hospital and flew with a temperature of 99.5 degrees before she boarded the flight. The National Institutes of Health says, says that that constitutes a fever, although it is below the threshold for Obama for uh, Ebola fever of 100.4 degrees. Uh, so th- that's what Brittany's talking about. The e- Obama fever. I-, I mean, Ebola fever. It, I- it just seems very calculated. I don't think it is because he's looking at he's looking at a monitor with the the crawler at the bottom. He's looking at it and it says Obama administration. Ha, blah, 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 blah. It, so he's looking at the word. It's Ebola, Obama. It's the same thing that happened to uh, Ted Kennedy, where he was, God damn, I wish I had pulled the clip, where he goes, Obama, Osama, Obama, Osama, Obama, where he's mixing up the two names. That happened all the time. 
What are the most difficult problems he or she will face in 2008? There you go. Why don't we just ask Osama, bin Laden, Osama Obama? Uh, Obama, what there's, there's since uh, he won by such a big amount. I'm going to give him the, the, the benefit of the doubt. As I'm, you, my neck is about to I know, break God in damn, half right now. As you right roll now. your eyes again and they continue. It shouldn't uh, raise any more doubts in their minds, Shep, uh, but, but it is, as we're seeing from uh, widespread panic across the country. Oh, my God. Doug, I, I appreciate it, but, <laughs> but I think we both know there's no widespread panic across the country. And I think we both know, but I think we know that. And I think we also know that if there is widespread panic, it's not based in fact, and it's not based in reason. And I think more than anything, those are just words that people on TV sometimes use. But this is serious in that two health care workers have died in Texas. He means it's very sick. serious for their families. It's very serious in West Africa where it is spreading and it is an epidemic where they don't bury people in the same way we do here and where they don't have facilities like we do and where one person with Ebola stays in the house with mom and dad and the grandchildren. That makes it spread and that's awful. We don't have widespread panic in America. We should not have it. We don't have an outbreak. We have two sick people from one dying man. And the rest of this should stop because it's not productive. And it's not worth ratings and it's not worth politics. And we all need to stop it because someday there may be a real panic. Someday something may start spreading that they can't control. And then you know what we're going to have to do? We're going to have to relax and listen to leaders. We're not going to panic when we're supposed to, and we're certainly not going to panic now. We have to stop it. Wall Street, though, is panicking, but that's Wall Street. I mean, what do you expect? The Dow has taken its steepest fall in more than three years. So there it is. One more reason why I fucking love Shepard Smith. And another reason why you shouldn't just completely discount the network, Fox News, altogether, out of hand. Because there are quality people there. Because that is a viewpoint, that is an outlook that you're not going to hear on cable news. You're certainly not going to hear that on CNN. You're not going to often hear someone giving a report, and then when it cuts back to the news person, they say, oh my God, no, <laughs> no. Well, he just said... <laughs> Uh, uh, Greg McEwen or whatever his name is, McKellen, he said he talked about there having been widespread panic. And right after he says that, Shep Smith comes in and says, oh, my God, look, you and I both know there's no widespread panic unless you look on fucking Facebook or Twitter. <laughs> so listen, everybody out there who hates Fox News. Set your DVRs to Shep Smith's show because it will give you very accurate and also entertaining because he's a genuine fucking character. It, maybe I'm biased because I fucking love the guy so much. No, I think it's obvious. He's awesome and he's level-headed and everyone should watch his show. He also, as evidenced by this, completely bucks the editorial system. And the upper management of Fox News by doing shit like that. Because <laughs> they want to create the hysteria. Because it, it furthers their agenda relative to hating on Obama. Like Megyn Kelly. Right. And, and he flat out said, this is not worth the ratings. Yeah. Because well, he knows it's about ratings. That's I would say that might be a cardinal sin for a guy in his position to even talk about ratings. Yeah, well, I don't think that Shep cares at all. I don't think he gives a fuck at all. In fact, I don't think he'll stick with Fox for too much longer. I'm not going to say too much longer, but I could very well and very easily foresee him going on to to CNN and getting a big fat contract. He could be like the next Anderson Cooper over there because they certainly need a shot in the arm where it relates to journalism and likability. They've got a couple anchors over there that are good, but goddamn. Right. Speaking of goddamn, Brittany Page, Dallas Cowboy Joseph Randall has been arrested for shoplifting. Yes, this is strange because his base salary is $495,000. Oh, he makes a half a million dollars a year and he's shoplifting items that 
that were totaling $123.50 before taxes. <laughs> he was shoplifting two packs of polo underwear. Mm, that's the good stuff, I guess. Worth $39.50. And then a tester bottle of Gucci Guilty Black cologne valued at $84. That's racist. Guilty Black. Yeah, so he made it out to the parking lot. And the old security man walked out after him, got him from the parking lot, brought him back into the store. Are you are you are you just making a making a, 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 a does it say it's an old security man? Because I know he stole from Dillard's and I know police officers in in Boise, Idaho, where there's a Dillard's and Dillard's hires off duty plainclothes policemen to, as their security so they can actually physically make arrests. In the store. In this article, it says a security officer whom Randall referred to as the old guy okay. <laughs> stopped him in the parking lot. So that is his self-reported description of the security guy that stopped him. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah. Well, anyway. He said he just didn't want to take the time to pay for the items. That's oh, his excuse. Yeah, That he yeah. just didn't have time, I guess, to take two seconds and swipe his card. Well, it's not even that. It's... It's you're taking what is not yours because you're busy. That that's his excuse. I I was busy, so fuck you. I'm not gonna pay you for what you paid for. I'm just gonna take it. It it it, it just becomes mine because I'm a busy guy. What yeah, a- it's it's really disturbing. Something about shoplifting really disturbs me. Yeah. And I don't know what it is, but it just really rubs me the wrong way. I, think s- I don't understand why someone would walk into a store and just take things and put them in their bag and walk out. I, that's, that's very weird to me. I think stealing anything is fucking weird. I think if you get the wrong change at the bank and you don't rectify the situation... So the girl or the young man at the bank, the teller, doesn't get fucking fired. I think that's a problem. That's a weird, weird thing. I was I was a teller in that situation. So I agree with that. Well, it's even I've never worked in a bank. But if you're taking something that is not yours, that's a problem. And it, moreover, it makes it more obscene. I don't know that it makes it more wrong, but it certainly makes it more obscene that he makes a half a million dollars a year and he's stealing underwear and a cologne tester. Yeah, I mean, and that's what makes me annoyed about shoplifting as well or stealing because people, if you steal from another human being, like you break into their house or you break into their car, you don't know their situation. You don't know how much money they make. You don't know what kind of dire situation they might be in and you're stealing items that they could sell for money to support themselves or even just have because it's theirs like it's just very presumptuous on the part of people that are committing the theft to take something from someone and i know people think it's different with businesses and large corporations like dillard's but it says something about this guy that he's stealing from the company i mean where else in his life is he stealing from people then since he obviously has no problem with it. well it's not his so that's all that needs to be said if he was stealing if he was stealing, you know, cans of Denty Moore or SpaghettiOs because he was broke and he had to, it was concealable and he had to feed his family, that's a different story. But we don't live in some kind of apocalyptic hellscape. He, he's a Dallas cowboy. He, yeah. He just was instrumental in winning this game against Seattle this last week. He ran for like 57 yards. I mean, he's, He's a player. He makes a half a million goddamn dollars a year. So it's it just the NFL cannot fucking catch a break. <laughs> they've they've got a they've got an image issue that just will not quit. It, it makes me think that uh, the NBA has got to be just fucking loving this right now because they're just getting out of who's got AIDS. Who's got AIDS. They're just getting away from that, and the season is just getting ready to start, and they're not going to have to deal with all the bad press because the NFL, you know, effectively is is becoming the new. And when he had those AIDS. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's horrendous. It's goddamn. They just can't. They fucking, they can't catch a break. I wonder what they're going to do to this guy, though, because it's, 
It's pretty bizarre. Yeah. In other news, news, the Vatican is proposing, well, I guess some papers got released that it's indicating that there's a dramatic shift in their views on how they're going to relate to the gay population. Right. The document was prepared after a week of discussions at an assembly of 200 bishops on the family. And it said the church should challenge itself to find a fraternal space for homosexuals without compromising Catholic doctrine on family and matrimony. It said homosexuals have gifts and qualities to offer the Christian community. Are we capable of welcoming these people, guaranteeing them a further space in our communities? Often they wish to encounter a church that offers them a welcoming home. Are our communities capable of proving that, accepting and valuing their sexual orientation without compromising Catholic doctrine on the family and matrimony? Yeah, it's... And the answer's no. Well, it's it's a weird it's a weird argument for me. It's very strange because they're they're being dragged kicking and screaming into the 21st century just like the Mormon church is, just like all of Christendom is. Is and has throughout history. But, they've they've all had to evolve on right. many different issues to keep with the times. But to survive, they're going to have to do it. But here's here's the I think this is a seminal issue for the Christian church because how are they going to alter the doctrine? There's no way to alter the scriptures. Well, that's why they're saying we want to accept them without compromising the doctrine. So, well, what does that mean? Because the doctrine says you can't accept them. Right. They're an abomination. So you're going to just and say, yeah, we accept you, but I mean, we're not going to give up on that. So well, It's also, don't give me that bullshit about, oh, it's the New Testament, the New Testament, New Testament, Old Testament. Listen, if God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and the same God who said it's an abomination is the same God today, then he still feels the same. Your your make-believe God still feels exactly the same about homos today as he did when the book of Leviticus was written. And it's unfortunate because, I mean, that's really what's going to have to happen is they're going to have to, I mean, either just blatantly yeah. ignore that section, which is going to be a huge change. Yeah, pretty problematic. Yeah, and also problematic. Yeah. I mean, you're you're ignoring an entire part of the Bible that is very crucial or has been for so long. I also love that they talk about the fact that, well, homosexuals have gifts. What gifts are they talking about? Uh, they got a good fashion sense. Maybe they'll update the papal wardrobe. You mean what <laughs> gifts do they have from their perspective? Yeah. What, what the fuck are they talking about? I don't know. Just membership, I think. <laughs> they want more people in the church. And they also, they know that this is going to be a contentious issue that is, it, it's already starting to divide the church. People are leaving right. Catholicism yeah. in great numbers. As well they should. Because of this issue. Yeah. Well, and, I don't. I don't even believe it's Catholicism. We shouldn't just pick on Catholicism, although it's the old, it's the granddaddy of Christianity. I was referring to stats that I read, oh. although I don't have them in front of me. But that's, I read no, it that, specifically on Catholicism. That's, I speak more extemporaneously. You do. Yeah, I I like to talk out of my asshole. Mm -hmm. So I believe that it's it's Christianity as a whole that people are leaving on mass related to this issue, and it's a welcome sight for me because I do believe that within the next. 50 to 100 years, you know, science and knowledge and data is going to overwhelm Christian dogma. And people are just going to have no choice but to fucking bail out. So we'll see. We will see, Brittany. Actually, I probably won't see. I'll be fucking dead. Because <laughs> that's what I do. Yeah. I bail out just before the good stuff. Good times. <laughs> So Brittany has some good news. Apple and Facebook. Um, I, I tell you what, I'll do my job. You do yours because this is a topic that you were kind of passionate about, it seemed. Yes. Facebook and Apple are going to start paying employees to freeze their eggs. Women employees. Yes, obviously. <laughs> and this is really exciting because women always talk about being torn between being a mother and having a career. Yeah. And so the new thing to do is having your eggs frozen so that you can have your career and then come back to your eggs and they're good as new. You think they're just keeping the egg freezer in the break room? 
No, I'm sure that's no. not how that's going. All right. Uh, I just, I fucking, I'm curious. I have a curious mind, Brittany. I like to know stuff. Right. So an egg freezing advocate and founder of the patient forum, eggsurance.com says. Hey, wait, 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 wait. We're going to fucking have a quote for someone who wants to be taken seriously representing a group called eggsurance.com. It's important to have your eggsurance. <laughs> it's really important. It's too close to e-surance, you know, the 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 John Krasinski. No, it has two e G's in it, so it's fine. Oh, it's eggsurance. Yes. All right, well, proceed. She says, having a high-powered career and children is still a very hard thing to do. By offering this benefit, companies are investing in women and supporting them in carving out the lives they want. So I think it's a great thing. I'm I mean, excited about it. I think it's progressive. I think it's forward-thinking. And I think that... If it's cost effective, if, if more companies start doing it, it'll probably bring the costs down, making it more uh, reasonable for smaller companies. But I think it's great. I mean, it, it is an issue where a lot of women, they want to have a career and they want to be on par with men relative to the amount of hours that they work and the effort that they put into the job so they can be promoted on 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 the same track and scale as men so they can earn the same kind of money as the men who don't have kids and can dedicate who can throw away their lives doing you know d dedicating the time to their companies yeah and personally for me someone who never wants to birth a child yeah i really feel for women that want to have a family but also want to be independent be an educated strong yeah. woman and yeah. have a career but you know also want that and and i can't imagine wanting both of those things and having to decide one or the other. So I think this is definitely a good step in the right direction. I think it's, well, I think it's, it's very progressive. I hate using that fucking word progressive, but it is progressive of these two companies because it really shows that they're going to invest in the women and the, 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 the female employees that they have, that if you want to do this, we're going to support you and we're going to promote you and we're going to pay you and we're going to, we're going to do what it takes to to invest in that that facet of our our employee base. It's I think it's awesome. Yeah, me too. I mean, how can you shit on it? Yeah, what's the problem? Yeah, fuck. Has anybody shit on it? Have you seen? I don't think so. Oh, been... I'm sure there's somebody that has, oh, but I'm sure. Trolls. Oh, women need to be in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Making me a sandwich. <laughs> They're probably dead, like I'll be in 50 years. That was an impressive old man's voice that you just did. Oh, I thought it was doing a young lady's voice. No. Oh. Hmm. So I don't know if you've heard, but there was a man named Stephen Collins who played a pastor. None of this is really germane what role he played, but I think it's funny and hilariously ironic that he played a pastor on Seventh Heaven. Is yeah. That, is that the show? Mm-hmm. He paid, played a pastor on Seventh Heaven, and his ex-wife just released audio tape of a therapy session, which we could go on for a long time talking about the ethics of this, and Brittany was very fired up about that. But maybe that's a topic for another show. Anyway, she released an audio tape where he admits to having bared his genitals to multiple teen and preteen young girls. I believe it was three girls, age range from 10 to 12 years old. Yeah, t 10, I, I thought, thought it was 13, but anyway. And I think he also had one of the girls touch his penis. That's right. There was contact. So he's a fucking... He's a child molester. He's a child molester. He is a pervert. He needs to be prosecuted. I hope that the weight of the California justice system fucking falls heavily on his dirty fucking pervert head. That is not what we're talking about, though. Should I play it? Uh, <laughs> the views and opinions expressed by Jesse Dollimore are solely those of Jesse Dollimore and do not reflect the views and opinions of Brittany Page, who is a far superior person and much more measured and reasonable in her views and analysis. All right. <laughs> hey, listen. It, it's not that no, I... Hang on. No, listen. While, no, while we're here, I want to say this. While we're here, I don't want to just play that disclaimer every single time. If you have a microphone or you could create some kind of a, even call in on the voicemail line and read this. The views and opinions expressed by Jesse Dollimore are solely those of Jesse Dollimore and do not reflect the views and opinions of Brittany Page, who is a far superior person and much more measured and reasonable in her views and analysis. 
If you could read that, I want to play multiple callers reading that very same disclaimer. I want to read multiple people. If you have a if you have a microphone and you could record it, you could email it to I doubt it at dollamore.com. I would love to include that into the mix. So anyway, go ahead. About the just me playing the disclaimer about the weight of the California judicial system falling down on his pervert head. It's not that I disagree with you. Because I do believe he should be prosecuted. What he did was completely wrong. He's a child molester. He has inflicted damage trauma. on three girls yes. that are going to have to now suffer the consequences of that trauma for the rest of their life, maybe. Right. And that's... It's terrible. It's well, it's ridiculous. We hadn't really got into the story, though. So I get that point of view. It's totally... It's right. It's justified. It's correct. But at the same time, I read a Time article recently. Oh, well, that's the perf- that's actually the perfect segue. There was a Time article where they talked about making it easier for pedophiles who know that they have these predilections to come forward to get therapy before they offend. Before they offend, before because being a pedophile involves the act of pedophilia having a a, a attraction to a child doesn't make you a pedophile until you act on it but anyway talk about the article so the article was just very reasonable logical and it talked about you know the climate of hatred toward child molesters which is justified when you when you inflict a trauma on a child that is justified you need to be punished well even if you download child porn and support that industry and you support the demand for that kind of material, that's a fucking crime too. Right. So any kind of offense is terrible. But what can we do to prevent it from happening is what the article focused yeah, on. Yeah, which and, is awesome. And what we can do to prevent it from happening is to encourage people who have these attractions to when they realize them to come forward. And to realize that they won't be judged, that they will be in a safe environment. Right. Well, come forward, not publicly, but privately with a licensed therapist, with a psychiatrist or a psychologist, someone to help them. Right. And... It's not like they need to come out to fucking Anderson Cooper. (laughs) Right. And they're afraid to do that. They're afraid to do that. Because even a therapist might judge them or... They're just afraid because it's such a terrible thing and they know it. Right. They know that it's wrong that they feel that way. And so they're scared to come forward. They're scared to get help. And then we end up with a 67-year-old Stephen Collins who's exposing his penis and having 10-year-old girls touch his penis. Yeah. Now, what would have been better for that to happen or for him to come forward at 20 years old or whatever and say, listen, uh, therapist... I'm having a situation here. I'm really attracted to little girls. I don't want to offend. I know it's wrong. I don't want to harm anybody. Please help me. I need you to shock my balls when I look at little girls. I don't know. Aversion therapy. I don't know what the. I don't know what the therapy would be. I don't know. Well, hang on. What was interesting to me because one of the the article is even handed. It's it's earnest. It's 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 a good viewpoint. And the Facebook comments on this article are fucking alarming. Right. So the person was saying they should make it easier for them to go to therapy. One of the comments I saw was they should make it easier for them to be killed. Right. Now, granted, we're not talking about people who have offended. We are not talking about people who have committed pedophilia. We are talking about people who simply feel like they have an attraction to young girls, which is could it's potentially terrible because if they act on that, if they go against what they know is correct and right, and they commit a crime, then we're in different territory. Exactly, but and that's what the article expressed. But if it's only fixing what's wrong in their brain before they do something wrong, then goddamn, why would we not want to do that? Right, and it would even. If we could help people and then more and the people that were helping and the people that were getting help were able to to tell other people that they were getting help and kind of create this community of, listen, 
I used to have these attractions, but now I went to therapy and now yeah. I feel better and you can too. And, and create some kind of environment like that where it's okay to get help. It's okay to get help before you offend to prevent this from ever happening again. Yeah. And there were also comments on the article accusing the person who wrote it of being a child molester. Because that's how heated this discussion can become. If you even try to be logical about it and say, well, we should help these people before they offend, before they inflict terrible traumas on children. Right. You get accused of being a child molester. I mean, it's insane. Yeah, it's it's well, it's just vitriol. Well, it's unintelligent. It's, it's not forward thinking. That's what it is. It comes down to being not a forward thinker or or I would say even a fucking thinker. You're you're not thinking. You're you're. It is a visceral reaction rather than a thoughtful one. Right. And there have. I mean, it's it's widely known that they say they cannot be cured because it is an attraction. It's a sexual attraction they have, and that might be true. But they can learn to engage in some kind of maintenance therapy, where they can learn to control it and not to act on it. And well, it, listen, it's. I think it's it's two things. It's it's one. It might not be able to be cured yet, but your science is in its infancy right now. All science <laughs> is in its infancy relative to uh, the vast nature of our of our of our universe. If the universe is fifteen, fourteen, fifteen billion years old, and the Earth is only four or five billion years old. And mankind is only like 200,000 years old. We've only been able to fly for about 111 years. We've only had the gift of flight for that long. So all science is brand fucking new. In another 50 years, just think about what we'll know about the human brain that we didn't, that we don't know today. Right. And that's part of the solution here is if more people come forward, we can figure out what's wrong with them, how to fix Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And we can make solutions so that children are never victimized ever again. And isn't that the ideal? Isn't that something we want? Yeah. I mean, that would be my ideal. Well, it should be everyone's ideal to try to make things. Listen, it's it goes hand in hand with wanting to move the conversation forward. It goes hand in hand in wanting to make this world legitimately a better place and killing people who are broken is not going to make our world a better place it's just going to make fewer people in it right you know this also this also leads me to another this whole facebook commenting thing recently we talked about how the supreme court refused to hear a case involving gay marriage at which just defaulted the judgment back to the, the 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 lesser court, and Idaho and Utah were involved, and Brittany and I are both again. I think everybody knows from Idaho, from Boise, and I still follow many, 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 many people I I'm friends with in Boise. And you know, when you're on Facebook, if someone likes a comment or likes a a news article or comments on a news article, it shows up in your feed. Well. KTVB is a is the NBC affiliate t television affiliate in Boise, Idaho, and they posted an article about gay marriage now being legal. In fact, today, which is yesterday for you, Wednesday, the fifteenth, was the first day that gays could be married legally in Idaho. And goddamn, what a great day! Well, after KTVB posted this article. There were all kinds of hateful, shitty, terrible Facebook posts. Facebook comments. I'm sorry. Yeah. Facebook comments on the article. And it's the problem is, is that it's not necessarily emblematic of of just Idaho being backwards, because there are these kind of people in Massachusetts, which is New England, which is liberal. And there are these same types of people right here in Southern California. But let's read some. So this is one of the comments. This is not me talking. I want you to use their names. Dan Forthman. Dan Forthman. 
Why do you freaks have to taint a very conservative state where people like to keep or try to keep traditional values? Mm, yeah, Dan Forpman. Marriage, and sex, of course, is intended to be between a man and a woman. Of course it That's is. God's thing, man. Why do you all want to go crisscross and screw everything up? I mean, you want to stick your thing up another man's butt? Go do it in a state like California, where you belong. Why push it on us here in our conservative state? Is that hate when people desire to live in a decent, traditional state that still has morals and values? Is that too much to ask for? Preposition at the end of the sentence. <laughs> Go away. Yeah, awesome. He thinks that passing gay marriage means that everyone can just commit acts of sodomy whenever they feel like it, apparently. Just fucking sodomy willy-nilly, right? Yeah, he says, why are you pushing it on us here in our conservative state, referring to another man's butt? Yeah, who is pushing anything on him? And his butt. If... <laughs> Yeah, don't forget the butt, Jesse. Don't forget the butt. I think his butt's going to be okay. I'm sure it'll probably be fine. But I mean, it might not be, though. Dan Forthman, he's probably already had his butt tainted, and he's just afraid. He's a truth wiener. I'm sure Dan he's Forthman, a truth wiener. Dan Forthman is a truth wiener. Goddamn, I hope he has a Twitter, because I am going to tweet the fuck out of the link to this episode to him. So anyway, go go on. Let's let's hear more. This is Devon Jacobson, D E V O N. Jacobson. Devon yes. Jacobson. No wondering the weathermen are forecasting rain. Weathermen? Or yes. weatherman? Weathermen. Okay. No wondering the weathermen are forecasting rain. Mm. Those are God's tears. Uh. I <laughs> Idaho just took one larger step away from God. Oh, my God. No wonder those weathermen are forecasting rain, everybody. That's God crying. That's God crying. Right. So this is another one. Maddie Nelson. Now, we're definitely is on that, the... Is that M-A-D-D-I-E? Yes. Okay. Maddie Nelson with an E or an O? An O. Okay. Maddie Nelson. Now we're definitely on the road to hell. Let's just legalize marijuana. Take away our guns. Take God out of our schools. And maybe even burn the Constitution. No one gives a crap out it anyways. If you don't like an amendment, just go throw a fit and next thing you know, homosexuals are getting married. America is screwed at this point. Why not go out with a bang? Now, before we continue, Dan Forthman commented again on this comment. Oh, okay. I, I, I guess he would be in agreement with her nonsensical bullshit. Right. So people were calling this woman a hurtful young lady and, and saying things to her, and he decided to take up for her a little oh, bit. Oh, of course. He says, she wasn't raised to be a hurtful young lady. She's got something you don't. Class. You see... <laughs> You see, she realizes that marriage is between a man and a woman. She realizes the country is slowly deteriorating. She realizes homosexuality was not created by God. You want to stick your thingy in some dude's rear, go at it. He's a grown man. Well, I, also, I would like to, I'd like to interject here, Dan Forthman. Um, I don't have a thingy. He's a grown man, and he called a penis a thingy. Did he spell it with an I-E or a Y? A Y. Okay, because it would have been even more weird and evidence that he is a truth wiener if he had spelled it with an I-E and then like maybe put a little heart over the I. Right. So he says, <laughs> you want to stick your thingy in some dude's rear, go at it. If two women want to perform the scissor kick, go at it. Ba-wa-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha. Go back in the closet, you freaks. We will not back down from your freak agenda. Get on down the road to California where you belong. Ba-wa-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha. This is the result of you homos attacking me on my personal comments that were not initially, not initially hateful. But you wanted to throw blows, so to speak. So be it. He's talking about blowing now, so... Yeah, I... I don't know. It's seeming more evidence is coming forth, Dan Forthman. It's 2014, well, and he, not only is a grown man calling his penis a thingy, but he's also talking about 
how homosexuals are freaks and their freak agenda. This is very strange. Dan Forthman, man of science. Here's the thing. And it would be easy. It, it, it would be easy to, to, uh, to get bummed out about this, these comments and, um, oh, it's so terrible. Look at the place we are. But here's the, here's the reality. 30 states right now, gays, like heterosexuals, can marry the people they love. That is awesome. That is historical. And the other thing is, it doesn't matter what this jackass, Dan Forthman, has to say about it. It's the law now. They have the same rights as everyone else. The fact that they're different, and they're different, doesn't matter. The fact that they are the minority, and they are the minority, it doesn't matter. The Constitution and the American way of life has won out. Whether it be through the court system or whether it be through the legislative system. It's won out. Because America is about protecting those who are in the minority. Whether it be blacks, whether it be gays, whether it be a religious minority. It's about protecting them. So Dan Forthman... Or or maybe it should have been Douche chill. I think that one is more apropos. Yeah. It's also just disturbing, like you said, they always accuse other people of being hateful when all anybody is trying to say is that you should stop speaking that way about other people. If you have an issue with the way that someone has sex, why don't you keep it to yourself? You don't need to go and comment where people are going to see it. If you don't understand anal sex or you don't understand the way that lesbians may choose to have sex, great. Keep it to yourself. No one cares. Just like quit talking about it, you know? Was did you see any others from uh from Dan Forthman? Were there any others or was that pretty much the That was pretty much the gist of it. He has an obsession with his thingy and also butt sex. What a prick. <laughs> Yeah, it's a bummer. I mean, look, ultimately, it's awesome that that Facebook is there and it really has it does lend itself toward furthering the conversation. But it's not always as intelligent because I think that largely people don't know how to write and it's terrible. And he's probably wildly unintelligent. I shouldn't maybe say all these things because it would be great to have him on the show and give him a platform to talk about exactly what his opinion is. Right, and I was commenting to people because I really do hope that people are willing to change their minds. And it's unfortunate when these people are so heated and angry that it almost seems impossible to even get through to them, you know, but hopefully someday somebody will. Why, why don't you, are you comfortable with, with reading your comments on this thread? Yeah, so one of mine was, uh, which type of biblical traditional marriage are you referring to? Is it the one where the rape victim is forced to marry her rapist? Deuteronomy 22, 28 through 29. Or is it the one where Solomon has 700 wives and 300 concubines? First Kings 11, 3. And then what, uh, what became of that? Because I think a lot of people commented on that. Yeah, nothing productive. Some, the only person that tried to challenge me said, the one that says it's an abomination in the eyes of God. Right. And then I just tried to ask again, yeah, which ones of the one I just took out of scripture is it? Are well, you referring to? What's awesome about that particular scripture, when people say that, is, well, the one where it's an abomination. Well, within five or ten scriptures, either way, up or down, it also says that eating shrimp is an abomination. And women wearing men's clothes, which could be considered pants, is also an abomination. So, how are you gonna how are you gonna suss that out? Yeah, it's just it's a, just disturbing. A, a, a lesbian in a pantsuit eating shrimp cocktail—that's like a fucking triple threat, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean this is this is going away. They're all going to have to get with the times here because it's going to be done soon. This this thing, we're going to look at it and we're going to treat it exactly like the civil rights movement. They're going to be embarrassed because they are on the wrong side of history. And it's unfortunate for them to be making these comments because in 10 years, this climate is going to be completely different and they're going to be the vast minority, like like white supremacists. Listen, in two years, 
my predict in two in less than two years, fifty states will will allow gay marriage. And what's it tell you about the climate when Idaho and Utah both gay marriage is legal in both states? That's a big deal. Right. So Yeah, well, good. Maybe we should post that KTVB article on the uh, on the website. I don't know how you subscribe to the show, but uh, if you want to subscribe on Stitcher or if you want to subscribe on iTunes, that is going to be the easiest way to get the show. There are, I can look at our metrics and know that there are a lot of people who go to the website to stream the show, and you should download a podcast app and and listen to the show that will download automatically for you right there. Whether it be iTunes or Stitcher or whatever means, if you subscribe to the show, it'll be automatically delivered to you, and it's super convenient. For those of you and for those who don't, dollamore.com has a link at the top right that says support the show. And in that link, there is a link to amazon.com. There's a search bar where you can buy books, you can buy linens, you can buy groceries, you can buy Halloween costumes for the upcoming holiday. There is also a link to patreon.com. It is kind of like Kickstarter where if you have extra funds that you'd like to to donate, whether it be 50 cents an episode, 25 cents an episode, a, a 25 cents an episode, a dollar an episode, $5,000 an episode. <laughs> any amount you set. Any amount you set, you can set a monthly maximum so you don't go over an amount of money that you want to spend. And it's super easy to do, and right. we would really appreciate it. Well, it helps defray a lot of the cost relative to to hosting our files and the equipment that we've had to buy and all of the different things that go into it. Listen, the show's always going to be free. And if you can't afford it, then awesome. But you know what? If you can, if you can afford less than a cup of coffee every week or less than a cup of coffee every month, then that would be super, super helpful for us. As always, we love you guys. We appreciate your participation. Your voicemails, 657-464-7609. We love your participation, and we love the time that you take out of every week to listen to us further the conversation. So like I always say, or like I've started to say, be genuine, everybody. For Brittany Page... I am Jesse Dollimore, and this has been I Doubt. You are good and scholarly and smart. You have 10 degrees. <laughs> <laughs>